0: All right, Jim Nance, thank you. And everyone, this is the first podcast of my 2021. And what a new year we got ahead of us. And I've got Robert Streb. He's a two-time PGA Tour winner. This guy is hilarious. Like, you might hear him in interviews. He may sound dull. Uh, It may sound an interesting sound to him. But you know what? His caddy, uh, Steve Caitlin, had told me uh, that basically... hmm. Alright, Jim Nance and everybody, welcome to 2021. We've got Robert Stra PJ Tour player, two-time winner. He's our first guest. He won the RSM Classic. That got him into the Tournament of Champions here in, in Kapalua. I should say there in Kapalua. Beautiful place. And he's out there. We caught up with him uh, this week and, and just basically talked about his career a little bit, talked about what we can learn from chipping and putting. You're going to hear and see that in practice so we'll get to robert strepp here in a minute before that encore golf my sponsor encoregolf.com follow them on instagram at encore golf as well as twitter the same hashtag or excuse me the same handle um, they've got a great golf ball the Vero x1 i've been playing that recently i <laughs> added a lot of distance to my game i added 12 yards off the tee that is massive and it's great around the greens as well it's got an enlarged enlarged core great for chipping great for feel with the putting as well so Check out Encore Golf when you get a chance. And here we go. Robert Streb will get straight to it. Two-time winner on PGA Tour. And he's uh, from the Kansas City area, lives around there, and he's not a Chiefs fan. We'll let him explain on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, we have got a special guest this week. We got the real Strebber, Robert Streb, two-time PGA Tour winner. And, uh, Streb, what's going on today? How are you, buddy? Not much,
1: man. Just uh, happy to talk to you and enjoying the weather here in Hawaii
0: that's right you're tournament champions you're you're uh, getting ready for one of the really big tournaments of the year strong fields the biggest field they've had for 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 some time Uh, i think it's the biggest field ever but for you little robert we want to get straight to it with all the amateur listeners weekend golfers at home we want to get better right now and and we have a club in your hand you got a wedge in your hand and tell us about chipping we get to the golf course we've got 30 minutes to practice what do we want to do with chipping um around the greens here
1: yeah, um, me, I'm, I'm probably a little more risky than the, uh, the average shipper or what is recommended, but, um, you know, a, a few pretty good tips I've heard along the way. It's kind of, um, you know, you want to make sure you get the ball first, obviously, but, um, you know, kind of use your chest and your shoulders to, to move the club, hit the ball. Kinda, I guess kind of like putting a little bit and take some of the um, oh, some of the timing out of it, I guess. So you're trying to just make more of a rocking motion, make sure you get the ball clean. Um, and then another one, like on those super tight little shots and get up in the air, um, Matt Jones actually was giving this tip to my caddy and he took the wedge, like the end of the grip kind of halfway through your palm in your left hand and grip it. And you take a few, um, swings and it like the bounce kind of hits the bottom. You almost never fat it. And then you can, you can kind of go into it with your regular grip and then just not blade it like I just did. <laughs> but um the idea is that you know it it kind of it gets you down under the ball but you don't finish you don't fat it like it, it kind of helps your um your mechanics kind of frees you
0: up a little bit yeah well and speaking of being freed up what what is a good way to feel mentally as we're chipping i mean chipping is a tricky thing preparing for our rounds but what do we want to f- feel mentally as we as we get ready to tee off there yeah
1: um you know you you probably want to just have one or two thoughts or goals for the day. Um, And the biggest thing sometimes is just to relax, like let your your grip pressure ease up, ease your arms up. Um, It's incredibly difficult to get um, good contact when you're you're tense.
0: Definitely is. Well, uh, as it relates to chipping, what are some common mistakes you see that we as weekend golfers need to work on with our chipping?
1: um just probably a lot of moving parts and um same kind of thing people are just uh they're uncomfortable with it and then they get really tense and the swing either gets really long or really short Mm -hmm. and it just uh it, it makes it hard to hit the ball consistently and if you can just I guess kind of relax and let the club move freely um I think it'll help a little bit
0: Mm. You mentioned to have one or two swing thoughts for the day when you're playing a round of golf with our buddies. But what about with chipping? What kind of putt do, uh, you know, thought do we need to have over the ball as we're chipping?
1: Yeah, it, it might be, um, you know, just concentrating on a certain point of the ball or just um, you know, maybe using your shoulders or your big muscles to move it. Um, just something really simple.
0: Simple is always best. Uh, think, think long, think wrong, as they all say in golf. Um, so you have a ball right there. You're about to chip. Take us through what your process is. Okay. Let's pretend this is a, a third shot on a par four. You missed the green. What are you thinking as you're about to hit that? Show us.
1: Um, yeah. So I guess this one's a little short-sighted going up the hill, but you're you're trying to find, um, you know, a good, good swing length you want for the shot. Um tennis. Kind of sweep the grass, I guess, just for practice, because um, you're trying to get that good contact. And then, for me, just um, basically a point where I want to land the ball, and um, you know, kind of go from there. Not not stand over it too long. Not think about it too much. Just kind of pick that spot and go.
0: Mm. And when you say sweep the ground, like like what's the contact need to feel like for us? Uh, what does that be for us? Uh, you're just you you're your just
1: trying to uh, trying to clip the grass without taking a divot. I guess so that's what I'm trying to do. I kind of pick the ball. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm just trying to um, get just under the ball enough without taking a
0: bunch of dirt. Gotcha. Give us one more strike there at that ball, and let's see, uh, you know, what that – as you hit it. <laughs> not,
1: not blade it this time. So, yeah, just trying to get set up over it and then not take too long and um, knock it up there. A little thin, but um, not too bad.
0: Love it. You are 34th right now in total, excuse me, in strokes game putting. You're 24th in total putting on the PGA Tour. When it comes to putting, what can we do better as we practice?
1: Um, Yeah, so this, uh, I had a bad few years putting, so I was trying to change a few things and um, just uh, kind of borrowing some drills from people and things. And so um, the one that seems to be helping the most is basically just setting up a kind of like six tees, like two, two, and two, um, basically making a, a gate and, um, so, you know, without a whole lot of room for error and, and spend some time on a straight putt, just running the putter through there until it gets comfortable and, um, you know, and then kind of move on from there. But it, it's kind of a good check to keep my stroke from getting loopy or choppy or, or stuff like that.
0: One thing Kevin Strielman has said that, you the last thought in his mind before as he's over a putt is great speed. He thinks tells himself great speed. Are there any little kind of last moment things we should be telling ourselves to be positive?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, good, good speed makes more putts than good line. So, uh, yeah. So especially like the long putts, if you, if you can get that speed, right, it's, it's very, very helpful. Um, but yeah, you always need good speed to match up with your line, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I try to just, especially on those makeable ones, just kind of concentrate on either my starting point or the hole or just kind of where you want the ball to go.
0: You know, you, you made it to a playoff at Greenbrier with the wedge, putting with the wedge. <laughs> so tell us, if we get to the point where our putter, we break it or do something, what is the best thing we can do to to hit great putts with our wedge?
1: Um, yeah, that one's funny. It uh, It almost gets rid of your expectations and you spend all your time trying to – get the blade of the, the wedge to hit the middle of the ball. And, um, yeah, it kind of takes a lot of the other stuff away. And sometimes people tend to put butter like that.
0: Yeah. And you, <laughs> you were, you were in a playoff at green bar. I left my putter at home, uh, last week and I had to do the, do that very thing with the, with the wedge. It took forever to get used to the green. It took me like eight, 17 holes. I got to ask yeah. you this though. Oh, go, we're going to add some.
1: Oh no, the long putts with it are really hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just because it's anybody's guess or I think it's just
1: really hard to get the the wedge on the ball cleanly when you gotta move it forty or fifty feet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. So let me ask you this. You get to the golf course for a round of golf, your pre-tournament warm-up, how long is how much time is it and, and what does it look like for you, Robert?
1: Um Sometimes I try to get out of the clubhouse 40, uh, 50 minutes to an hour before I tee off. Um, usually I will roll a few putts, um, just try to get the speed and stuff, just kind of get moving. And then um, I'll go hit a few chips uh, maybe for, I don't know, 8, 10 minutes. And then go hit balls till good and loose and then roll putts for five, eight minutes before I tee off and roll to the first tee. Um, Uh, yeah it's a guesstimate
0: but yeah any specific drills on the range that you like to incorporate
1: um not too much on the day i'm playing i usually just try to just try to loosen up and you kind of got to go with what you got
0: yes well here's the thing while we still have you there um hitting shots Can you show us a practice swing and just tell us what we want to be doing with weight transfer and just an overall tip for us um, to have better mobility and turn in our swing?
1: Yeah, you might be talking to the wrong person about that one. But um, So yeah, for me, I had a few little adjustments. Um, So when I turn, just trying to get my hips to move this way a little bit. Um, You don't really want to straighten your leg, but it allows you to turn a little bit more um and for me that was keeping the club in front of my chest um creating more consistent contact so for me that's kind of been the big deal is just getting that turn um and keeping the club in front of me so I don't have to time it so much um at impact
0: mm-hmm. and then in terms of consistency like as you take another practice swing like what else can we learn from you Robert in terms of just having a fluid motion you know just not getting too risky, you know with our takeaway like how can we be better with our overall swing
1: uh, I, I don't know the big big thing for me or I talked to my coach about it is trying to get these muscles to do the takeaway instead of your hands or your arms or whatever it might be if you can kind of just use your body and your big muscles to turn um, you can get to the top and I guess the other big thing is not to be in a rush to hit it like it's okay to pause for a second and then and then go because it allows your body to catch up um when you transfer your weight to the right and then you can get everything synced up and then get back over to your left side
0: that's helpful stuff hey you you never use a glove ever uh robert so tell me what it is what's the psychology behind that
1: uh it was more just a feel thing as a kid um it felt funny having a glove on so i just never really did it um I don't know if it's the wisest choice or not, but um, it's kind
0: of the way I do it. Yeah, I think I like baseball, like Mickey Tettleton and all these players from the 90s with just no gloves. I just love that. Yeah. Um, well, here, let's uh, we'll wrap up here with some questions here, kind of one-on-one. You can grab yeah, the camera. And, sure. And we can chat here as we wrap up. Yeah, no problem. Um, but, yeah, for you, like, just uh, getting that win at, at RSN, your second win – What did that mean to you for your career?
1: Um, It was pretty big. I've been having some struggles the last few years. So um, just trying to, I don't know, just, it was nice to get in the hunt and actually get the job done. I hadn't been in the hunt much either. So it was big. And then obviously, um, you know, got a lot more golf to play now instead of having to go back to the Corn Fairy Finals or something.
0: Definitely. Do you mind just turning the camera to the side so we can see? uh, There, it's perfect. That way you can see more of your face um sorry no worries um here's a question for you when, when we're off to a good start as golfers as amateur golfers and we're maybe two under through six holes and this the best start we've had in five years how do we stay comfortable how do we stay engaged so we don't psych ourselves out <laughs> that, that
1: is the more the million dollar question isn't it um I, I guess the biggest thing if you can do it, is to just uh just keep playing golf hole by hole um you now shot by shot obviously when you start at least for me you start trying to plot out where you're going to make your birdies where you're going to do this do that it, it never pans out that way and you end up screwing things up and getting mad so um yeah if you can if you can just sit there and you know keep trucking along and go to the next hole then you'll probably be all right
0: the little things we can do because we're uncomfortable at that point right we're like oh my gosh i'm in the red numbers. I'm through nine holes. How is this happening? Do we need to do things with breathing? Do we need to do things with just like staying hydrated? Like are there little things that can help us too?
1: Hydration is probably helpful, but, um, or maybe get that BAC just right, depending on what you're doing. But um, (laughs) yeah, uh, just, I don't know, I guess maybe stick to your same old routine. Don't change anything. Um, If you got a consistent routine, I think that's pretty helpful because you have – some form of comfort I and mean, you're going to be a little uneasy, but, um, at least that'll be
0: familiar. Yes. Familiarity is huge. I think in golf in general, um, we're on the last hole. Let's say we're about to play our score, our best round that we've had in years, right? What is the right mentality on the 18th hole as we go through it?
1: Uh, that is a good question. I mean, it just, <laughs> I guess same thing when you're playing a golf tournament or whatever, you're just trying to, um, you're just trying to focus on the shot your routine and your target and um, you're trying to block everything else out if you can do it
0: and what has helped you like as you win the rsm classic a couple times when this matter goes what has helped you to block it up
1: um just trying to stay relaxed maybe crack a joke with the caddy and um okay. hey, just try to keep everything as normal as possible and um keep your mind
0: from wandering yes We'll see, Catlin, uh, uh, your your caddy. How many years has it been? Is it seven years now? Oh, it's it's eight, I think.
1: i will be working on nine. He hadn't, he hadn't fired me yet, fortunately.
0: <laughs> how helpful was it to have him there down the stretch there in your second win at RSM?
1: It was really helpful. He, um, I was pretty upset after the 16th hole, and he was, he did a good job of just kind of keeping things moving, keeping things comfortable, and um, you know it all panned out there at the end.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a great win for you. So, I got to ask you this when you're with Maggie, you're a wife at home, you got Catherine, your kids, and stuff. What do you guys like to watch on Amazon Prime? What's a go to uh, Netflix or uh, TV show for you?
1: Uh, do we get to control the TV or are the kids controlling it?
0: <laughs> That's the million
1: dollar question, Robert. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, I think favorite one I watched on Amazon might have been Yellowstone. I like that one. Okay, uh, Gosner. Yeah, I mean, it, it might. I don't know. It's interesting. It's like the 1930s in present day. There's kind of no laws. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta ask you this, though. Music, you know, you've got your, your, your ear pods in there. Like, what, what do you like to listen to during a tournament as you're getting ready, warmed up and stuff? Um,
1: not too much. Just uh, usually end up listening to country music or something. But um, every once in a while I'll listen to some old hip-hop or something just for fun. Mm.
0: You know, you talk about, well, you mentioned country, and I think about where you're from. You, know, you grew up in Oklahoma, and, of course, you spent a lot of time now outside of Kansas City. You're kind of in the Midwest. What is your favorite memory as a junior golfer?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Probably I ended up winning the, the AJGA tournament there on my home course. Um, that was a pretty big deal for me. And then um, we won the state tournament my senior year kind of – um, messed up the school in Tulsa's big run and state tournaments. And that was pretty neat too.
0: Wait, just, to, just to get in there and get your own hardware or what?
1: Yeah. They, they, they'd won like the last seven or eight or something. So it was nice to, you know, mess that up a little bit.
0: I love it. You you have so many friendships we make from the game, right? Whether it's from junior golf, amateur golf, pro golf, who, who comes to mind or is there a couple of good friendships from, from golf?
1: Um. Probably, I mean, I got a few buddies out here and stuff, and then um, some of my best friends from my college team. We still talk all the time, and uh, there's five or six of us that are pretty good buddies.
0: Kansas State, how much do you follow their basketball and their other sports uh, for them?
1: Uh, I follow it pretty close. I'm I'm not a diehard by any stretch. I don't know the rosters in and out, but um, they're having a bit of a tough year.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I want to say, right? No, I am a Steelers fan.
1: What's going on with that? a <laughs> uh, kid
0: across the street liked
1: him when I was about six years old. So I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. Um, but I, I spend a lot of time watching the Chiefs now.
0: And you live near Kansas City, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Live in the suburbs. I'm. I'm on an island. Trust me,
0: <laughs> dude. You have the possibly the greatest quarterback we've ever seen in our lifetime, Patrick Mahomes, on that team. He plays 20 miles from your house. How is it you've yeah. not cheered for the guy?
1: I, oh, I cheer for him when he's not playing my Steelers. It's, but
0: um, I'm still a Steelers fan somehow. So, if we get to a Super Bowl, right? And and, and well, not a Super Bowl. I guess it would be an AFC Championship game. Like, how is that going to feel for you?
1: Ah, uh, still, still got cheer for my Steelers. <laughs> it, it'll be difficult. I'll probably be banished to the basement or something to watch by myself. But um yeah, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't jumped ship yet.
0: So Maggie's on the other side. Your wife? What's going on?
1: Oh yeah, diehard Chiefs fan.
0: So how do you survive? What, what is it like watching these games?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you know I, I sit and watch the Chiefs all the time, but I. There was a little stretch there where my Steelers were getting the better end of it and I rubbed it in pretty good. Yes. I, oh. I think I think that might be gone for a while.
0: <laughs> uh, what about your kids? Are like are they taken off of one side or the other? Oh yeah, Chiefs and my son
1: is all about Patrick Mahomes. So they're uh, they're all over it.
0: This is demoralizing real strapper. You gotta get these kids together. Oh no no, they're
1: they're all over the Chiefs. I, I think it would be about impossible to get them to root for somebody else because that's all that's on TV or around town anyway.
0: Well, how fired up are you for Big Ben making this playoff run coming up here?
1: They they surprised me um, early on. The last few weeks have been a struggle, so we we'll, uh curious to see what they do in the playoffs. I obviously had a bunch of injuries and whatnot, so hopefully they, they can figure out how to make a run. I just I'm not sure who's going to get past the chiefs. We'll see.
0: Mm. You know, I got to ask you this. I remember we met in 2015, the U S open a month later, we were both out at St. Andrews. One of my favorite memories of all time covering that open championship. You were in the hunt at St. Andrews. What does that feel like as a pro? Um,
1: that was interesting. I'd never really been in the hunt in a big tournament like that. And, um, I mean, not that I hadn't played well elsewhere, but hadn't been in a major, and it, it's a little different, but I thought St. Andrews was just a really cool place and um really neat experience. I'd never been over there, and the golf course was awesome. You could miss it left
0: everywhere. Oh, <laughs> which is right up your alley, right? That is right up my alley. <laughs> well, did you get to the Dunvegan Hotel there, the famous hotel? I,
1: I did. I finally got there on I don't know. It must have been Monday after we got done. Stopped in, and had a couple beers.
0: Wow, Monday finish all that wind. I mean, what an what an experience the home of Golf. Have you been back since? Mm,
1: no, i uh not to St. Andrews. Went to a couple others, but not that one. I'd I'd like to go back at some point, especially when I can stop off at the pub when I get done for a couple beers.
0: Love it. What's the beer of choice
1: over there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably just ask what's good and say, thanks, that works.
0: I love the best local. Hey, so we're playing Lynx golf. A lot of us get to Ireland or Scotland. What is the key to playing good Lynx golf?
1: Mm, Good question. Um, I think some of it's just uh, kind of accepting where the ball goes. It's going to take some funny bounces and uh, yeah, you kind of get to use your imagination, do some different stuff. And I think if you're all right with it, it helps a lot. If you get frustrated with it, it's not going to be very fun for you.
0: You know what? I'm looking at calendar. I'm looking ahead of your schedule. You're going to be back at Augusta again. How much are you looking forward to that?
1: Um, Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully my results are a little better this time. Um, Be nice to play a weekend around there, but just trying to, um, yeah, kind of take it as it goes and not build it up too much and um, have a little bit of fun.
0: What, what is the best part of that property from, from your memory here? Uh, stay a lot
1: of fans. I'm really looking forward to the par three with the kids. it would be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, always a great a great moment for, for any of the family to spend out there. Dude, Robert, it's been a lot of fun uh, hanging out again, and uh, we'll, we'll reconnect, I'm sure, later this season.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, buddy. Hey, all the best to you this week. Thanks again. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, my thanks to Robert Streb. Good luck to him this week in the Century Tournament of Champions over there in beautiful Kapalua. Oh my gosh, I've never been out there. It's <laughs> just beautiful Hawaii. It looks amazing. My wife has always wants me to get out there. We haven't take her taken her out there yet, and it's uh, it's long overdue. So hopefully it happens soon, and it should be a great week. I love the field. It's a deep field. Got Xander Shaflay. So many strong players. But keep an eye on that. Uh, follow Streb, Robert Streb at the real strever on twitter as well as on instagram and you can follow and see the videos we had from this podcast in terms of the practice the chipping the putting tips he gave us you're going to see it on instagram at garrett johnson golf as well as at beyond the clubhouse podcast same thing on twitter at johnston garrett and at beyond clubhouse you are going to get a chance to see a tour pro tell us really how we and show us how to chip how to putt and this is one of the guys that that knows short game pretty darn well top 40 in putting so look out for that this week it's going to be an awesome awesome start to 2021 and uh thanks again for joining me here on beyond the clubhouse